0: You're listening to the Godfather and Gourney podcast on Rivals.com with your host, the godfather of recruiting, Mike Farrell. I could be moving from my office to being one of those absolute degenerates that
1: smells like moldy cheese and death.
0: And national recruiting analyst, Adam Gourney.
1: Grover isn't around as much, but uh, Oscar the Grouch is still around a lot. El- Elmo has taken a prominent role. I mean, he's like the main character. Welcome to another edition of the Godfather and Gorney Podcast. My name is Dave Berry and I'm joined by the stars of the show, Mike Farrell and Adam Gorney. We've got a few things from over the college football weekend to talk about. Obviously, Texas and Oklahoma, good game there. Um, But what we want to start with is Mike Stoops out as defensive coordinator at Oklahoma. Farrell, let me get your thoughts on that. Finally,
0: I would say finally. You know, I thought this should have happened last year uh, when the defense was probably just as bad or if not, maybe a little improved this year. But against Texas, they looked horrible. I mean, they just couldn't stop a team that's not known for explosive offense. I mean, Texas is not exactly a team that puts up 48 points on everybody. So he's gone. I think that was the right call. Um, Oklahoma's season could be over. Uh, One loss doesn't Eliminate them, but certainly it's going to be hard for them to make the playoff right now But I think that was a good move getting rid of Stoops and I don't expect immediate improvement uh, but I think You know at least they're removing the problem because his defenses were not good at Oklahoma at all
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if ruffin McNeil who I was was these Carolina coaches now on the staff at Oklahoma and will be the interim coach gets that job full-time and if he could turn this defense around a little bit I think 48 points was the most scored against tech, or scored by Texas in, in this rivalry game ever. Uh, they gave up 501 total yards, and this is not an explosive Texas offense. I mean, little Jordan Humphrey and Colin Johnson on the outside are two good big wide receivers that really exploited Oklahoma's really tiny cornerbacks, um, but this is not an offense that really can run the ball all that much, and Ellinger just had his way. He ran for three touchdowns, and was just tossing the ball up deep to those guys, and they were coming down with it. So, uh, you know, Mike Stoops is gone. I, I definitely don't think it's a bad, bad call for Oklahoma. But like you said, their their playoff chances are slim here, um, especially if Notre Dame keeps winning. I think the Big Twelve, the Pac-12 is out. The Big Twelve will probably be out, and then you'll take the SEC, Big Ten, ACC champs, and then Notre Dame. So, uh, tough loss for Oklahoma. You know, when you score that many points. 45 against texas you're expecting to win that game and and you know like you said mike finally i think oklahoma can move on here and and rebuild their defense a little bit so who are the top three teams in the
0: big 12 right now
1: the top three teams in the big 12 are number one west virginia oh as the as the dog barks (laughs) number two texas number three oklahoma that's
0: interesting
1: I think West Virginia's offense is so good and, and in some ways underrated. People are just not talking about how good they are. They have legitimately four options at wide receiver. Will Greer might be the best quarterback in the country, if not for the best system. He, he's he, that, that system fits him perfectly. They can score with anybody. And, uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, that Texas matchup is going to be very interesting. I think a lot of people are very high on Texas, but let's not forget, this is still the Texas team that beat Tulsa by seven. This is still the Texas team that lost to Maryland. And this is still the Texas team that did not look all that special against Kansas State two weeks ago. So uh, I give them a ton of credit for beating Oklahoma and the way that they did it but I still think West Virginia is the best team in the conference.
0: So my top three is uh, Texas, Oklahoma, and West Virginia right now. Texas has beaten Oklahoma, so there's no way you can rate them over Oklahoma. Head-to-head should always mean something. West Virginia have almost, well, they didn't almost lose to Kansas, but they looked horrible against Kansas. I think they're a good offense, not sold on the defense yet, and I think Texas is for real. So I've got Texas number one there, but... I don't think it really matters, because as you mentioned, if Notre Dame runs the table, which I wrote today, I think they're going to run the table. Uh, the Big 12's out. If they run the table, the Pac-12 and the Big 12 are out.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's any way around that. The SEC champion is going to be either Alabama or probably Georgia, although Florida might make a, make a claim here to be at least the SEC East champion, but I don't see anybody beating Alabama. Possibly Georgia in one game. I could see that happening, uh, but that would be a stretch. Clemson uh, looked strong again this weekend, although this Wake Forest team continues to have a defense that is completely abysmal. Um, and so, uh, you know, Miami, they should be on shame if they're not on shame. And uh, Oh, they're on.
0: Well, no, you know what? I know they almost lost and they were down by 20, but they came back and showed a little bit of heart and coming back. And Florida State just crumbled, of course, but...
1: Yeah, and, and you know how college football goes. You, you just can't see the loss, and for Notre Dame, and you look at the schedule, and you're like, they're not going to lose any of these teams, and you they wind up losing. But I just don't see where they lose. They're not going to lose to Pittsburgh, Navy, Northwestern, Florida State is is awful. Syracuse might be able to outscore them, but I doubt it. And then at USC, and by then USC will probably have lost again and have given up on the season. So. Uh, I just don't see where they lose. And Ian Book going into that setting on a Saturday night, which it's the second best entrance other than Penn State in the country. Uh, oh, there's
0: no. That
1: that was that that was just incredible. How that offense ran? They scored on their first drive. They kept scoring when the game got tight. It was very very impressive to see how they played. So you know, if you take Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and Notre Dame, I think that could be what looks like the final four right now.
0: Yeah, because Alabama's one, Georgia's two, Ohio State's three, Clemson's four, and then Notre Dame's five, and obviously somebody from Alabama, Georgia, is not going to make it. At least yep. it looks that way if Notre Dame runs the table. If Clemson runs the table as expected. Someone from the Big 12, I mean, uh, the Big 10's getting in. Even if Ohio State loses to Michigan, someone's getting in, right?
1: Well, the... What's interesting is that this scenario could play itself out this way like it did two years ago where Penn State beat Ohio State, won oh, here the, we go won with the conference. Penn State
0: getting robbed.
1: <clears throat> Penn State got robbed two years ago. There's absolutely no argument that could be made that they didn't get robbed. They beat Ohio State and won the conference and still didn't get into the playoffs.
0: Yeah, because they're Penn State and they're not Ohio State.
1: Well then let's just put let's just put the four teams in there now, because there's no point in playing the games. But if Michigan beats Penn State and Penn State beats Michigan, and then then Ohio State...
0: Hold on, hold on, slow down. Michigan beats Penn State.
1: No, no, no. If Michigan beats Ohio State...
0: Michigan beats Ohio State.
1: And Penn State beats Michigan.
0: Penn State beats Michigan.
1: Ohio State would go to the conference final.
0: And play Wisconsin.
1: And play Wisconsin. And
0: get in.
1: Penn State should get in by by precedent of two years ago. This is like Brown of Board versus Education. It's precedent.
0: It's not going to happen, though.
1: No, it's not going to happen. So let's just move on to Miami and how miserable that setting was. An awful, boring. That might be the most boring rivalry game ever. Well, Uh, it looked like Miami was sleepwalking for the entire game. The crowd was not in it. It's a terrible environment. Nobody cares
0: about Miami football? It's a pro city. I know. It's pretty embarrassing,
1: though. Definitely was embarrassing.
0: But they came back and won. I mean, yeah, that's it, that was
1: impressive. That was yeah. impressive.
0: I mean, they could have folded because they looked like they would just given up, but they didn't. And Florida State, to their credit, let them right back in it as expected. <laughs> you know, I, I couldn't figure some of the play calling, but uh, I really don't know what to tell you. There's it my dog crying for no reason. But, um,. Yeah, Miami's not a player. It doesn't matter. If Clemson no. loses, the
1: ACC's out. Right? Yeah. Well, well, then th- that becomes interesting. I mean, if Clemson loses, do you take the one-loss Big 12 champion or do you take the one-loss ACC champion? I don't know.
0: I don't know. I think if Clemson loses, it's going to be to a pretty horrible football team.
1: What if Notre Dame loses? Do you take a one-loss Notre Dame or do you no, take a you one-loss don't. Texas? No. Notre Dame needs to...
0: Because they don't play in a conference, because they don't have a conference championship game, they've got to win out. That's what I think, and I think they're going to. As you mentioned, Who, who's going to beat them? Yeah, they look great. Dexter underrated Williams.
1: Yeah, you know, The looks reason great. I call
0: him underrated is because he's on my Facebook page as a friend of mine apparently, and <laughs> he calls himself underrated.
1: He calls himself underrated. Okay. Yeah,
0: he's made himself uh, quite the difference maker for Notre Dame, and as you mentioned, they got Pitt. Pitt is god awful. Navy always gives them trouble, but Navy's not going to beat them. Northwestern blows every lead possible, even though they did win this past weekend. Florida State's horrible. Syracuse is not Syracuse from the beginning of the season. They always fade. And then USC is horrible. I mean, they're just not a very good football team. So who's going to beat Notre Dame? I think they win every one of those games by 10 or more points.
1: Speaking of uh, Dexter Williams being underrated and calling himself underrated, he was number 12 running back in his class in the 2015 running back class. Now let me just throw out some names of guys uh, ahead of him: Damian Harris, oh, pretty good; Darius Geis, pretty good; on Johnson, pretty good; Mike Weber, it's a really good class; Ronald Jones, <laughs> wow saquon barkley so
0: <laughs> that's a heck of a running back.
1: <laughs> he, might have, he might have been underrated in the sense that he should have been at nine instead of 12 but let's not get crazy dexter williams
0: i know that's a little bit much because you got to call yourself underrated i mean you have to if you're a running back you have to feel that hate you like benny feel, snell like benny snell who did not have a very good game against texas a&m at all this weekend and ruin his chances although he's on our risers you haven't even started working on that have you it's all it it is almost
1: finished how about that good let's get that done yeah
0: so today we came out with the quarterback stock steady stock up stock down tomorrow we'll do running backs benny snell one of our guys who's on the running backs up list by the way when you look out there for other lists uh in the nfl draft benny snell is nowhere to be found
1: that's that's incredible.
0: Nowhere. Not in, you know, like first round, second round, third round. Nowhere to be found. And it is really incredible. I mean, he, I know the timing is bad for him to have his worst game of his, I don't know, season. But uh, yeah. that kid can run. That kid can I, run.
1: I, I was a little surprised, and, and I'm not knocking you on Stidham and Fitzgerald being down. Stidham is having a very nah, poor season because Auburn's poor. offense is... Well, it's not Stidham's fault. It's Gus Malzahn's fault. Oh, it's Terribly run offense. Whatever. Uh, and, then, and then Nick Fitzgerald, who literally cannot throw a, a completed pass. He's not an NFL quarterback. There's no, no. way. Um, but he,
0: he was on lists. I mean, people had Nick Fitzgerald as a potential second or third rounder.
1: I was surprised Drew Locke wasn't on stock down. 59% completions no. this year. Bad game against Carolina.
0: I hear you a little steady a little steady for him because people still like him i still think he's a late first rounder for a lot of people and we all know the quarterback position is a different animal we all know that someone's going to trade up and someone's going to make a big mistake like going up to number 10 to take pat mahomes regret it terribly because he's too much of a risk taker Uh, We all know someone's going to do that with Drew Locke, so that's why I kept him steady. But what do I know? I know nothing. I said Mahomes was the biggest mistake of the draft. (laughs) Although it's not as bad. Didn't Matt Miller say that Cam Newton was a tight end? Yes. That's not as bad. I mean, I didn't say anything like that. I I said it was a risky pick to trade up for him. But, man, Mahomes looks good, and he's still on my bench at fantasy football. Although... It was smart to start Aaron Rodgers yesterday because they trailed, and then whenever Green Bay's trailing, he's just going to throw the ball 58,000 times. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm still going to lose, but I'll drop to four and one. My my team name is Dong Dong, after the uh, amazing bronze medal winner and trampolines for China, Dong Dong. (laughs)
1: Uh, you have Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes. What do you do? Do you know how to play fantasy football? You need one quarterback, Mike. You trade Mahomes. Get well. He's hot. Nobody wants
0: to trade in my league. Just like remember the one league we did. Yeah. And no one would trade ever. It didn't matter if you gave him like I'll give you Antonio Brown and Aaron Rodgers for like uh, <laughs> you know, some, some McCoy. backup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And be like, no, no, you're trying to take one. <laughs> trying to. Put the wool over my eyes. So no one will <laughs> trade in my league. So I I drafted Aaron Rodgers, and I picked up Mahomes after week one. I was like, okay, this kid looks pretty good. I'm probably way wrong. And always go against my first instinct, which is, you know, whatever I say, bet the opposite. And uh, yeah. I picked him up. So now I have a decision to make every week, which sucks, because normally you just roll out your quarterback. But every week I have to sit down – and make a decision. But I decided not to start Mahomes because they were going against Jacksonville. And I decided to start Aaron Rodgers because they were going against Detroit. And it worked out well for me. But I'm still going to lose this week. I'm up seven points, but he's got a kicker. He's got a kicker going on at Monday Night Football. The Saints kicker, whoever that is. And you know he's going to kick three field goals. And I'm going to lose by two points. And it's going to tick me off. But
1: we got off on a tangent. What was I trying to say? What what was We were on quarterbacks to watch for weeks... Oh, no, I'm sorry. We were on NFL draft How did we even get to that, though? I don't know. Our minds just go in in so many different ways. It's
0: horrible. Let's get back to Notre Dame. Notre Dame is awesome. That game, they just... The first half was close, but man, are they efficient. And I cannot believe Dexter Underrated Williams has 97 yards speed.
1: Yeah, I can't believe it either. And uh, they ran all over Virginia Tech, and Virginia Tech was giving up 303 passing yards a game, and they were running the ball really, really well. They, they used Miles Boykin on the outside really well. Uh, they have the kid inside. That's kind of the, the the pressure release valve for Ian Book. Ian Book can create and run. And to go into that setting and not crap your pants, let's say, that, that was very, very impressive, what, what Ian Book did. How Brian Kelly was running the offense, it was like, Brian Kelly of old man it was it was really impressive to see I think he's very comfortable with Ian book running that offense he's not taking very a ton of confident chances.
0: in his football team
1: yeah you could tell yeah. by the way he's talking yep. he's that
0: smug smug. I kind want to slap him in the face <laughs> arrogant Brian Kelly again yeah. and uh, he's not the one that's throwing players under the bus and all this other you could tell he knows he's got a really good football team the defense is awesome yeah yeah um, I don't they know. Are. Our defensive line is nasty. And Tavin Coney is the real deal. He'll be on our linebacker list when we get to that next week, as far as I do have to say, their
1: stock. I do have to say this a little bit, and I'm giving Notre Dame credit so people don't hate me. But they're playing a lot of teams with big names that are just not really that good football teams. They caught Michigan in week one Ball State, Vandy, bad. Wake Forest, completely overrated when they played them. Stanford now is a bad football team. Virginia not bad. Tech, Stanford's not bad. Stanford got run by Utah.
0: Not run. I mean, it was wasn't a very close game, but without Bryce Love, what do you
1: want? They have they have KJ Costello, who's one of your favorites of all time. They have eight J- foot
0: Colby Parkinson.
1: Eight foot Colby Parkinson, seven foot Caden Smith, six foot JJ arcego whiteside They should six be able to. Six foot
0: eight. JJ arcego whiteside In front
1: of fifteen hundred fans at Stanford, they should be able to take care of Utah.
0: Yeah, Utah's not a very good football team. That was a bad loss, but you know, I, I still think this is a Stanford team that, you know, was in there with Notre Dame for a little while. Wake Forest, I thought was a better team until Clemson beat them. What fifty six to three? Sixty three to three. Sixty three to three. I mean, my gosh, I thought they were like an actual okay football team, but uh, yeah, clearly they're overrated. And Virginia Tech. Yeah, but look at the schedule, though. It's still better than most people's schedule. I mean, no, no, absolutely. Notre I'm just Dame saying plays they're... a tough schedule every year. I mean, they got still got Florida State, who's traditionally a top ten football program. They got USC, traditionally a top ten football program. Michigan was a tough opener. I mean, their schedule is tough. Virginia Tech at Virginia Tech is not easy.
1: Stanford, how about, L- about LSU? How about LSU's schedule? I mean, I, I just. Speaking of schedules, and we could talk about LSU, Florida, and whatever else, but they go f- at Florida, Georgia home, Mississippi State home, a bye, and then Alabama. I mean, is that just four losses just waiting it's to happen? The it goes. Oh what happens when you're in the
0: SEC West and you don't have a tell me about tough schedules?
1: That is tough.
0: Well, they should have beaten Florida. I mean, that was a game they should have won. Honestly, yeah. I think if they had a quarterback, Joe Burrow. Hooping down his leg, throwing yeah, a pick that's... six. How ironic was it that Brad Stewart was the guy who had the pick six, and he's the guy that LSU didn't want and ended up in Florida because of it?
1: Yeah, isn't that great? From Joker. Louisiana
0: itself,
1: too. So. You, just, you just wonder with, with what they have. Jonathan Giles is a transfer from Texas Tech, so he's a guy that's explosive, could catch the ball, make things happen. Jefferson... Uh Jamar Chase, uh Terrace Marshall. And they still just can't figure out how to throw the damn ball down the field. It's amazing no, and you know who's starting to look pretty good? It's Felipe. Yeah. Not not great. Not great. Not great.
0: But pretty good. Starting Decent to get enough. a hold of this offense. Yeah? Florida's a threat. For
1: Can sure. they beat Georgia though? No. But
0: Yeah. I mean, did we think that Florida would be a threat at this stage in the season?
1: No, but I love Dan Mullen, and I've said this many times on the podcast. What he did at Mississippi State was amazing. He took him to number one in the friggin' country. I mean, that's insane. So uh, he he can do great things. I love Dan Mullen. He's He's a wise cracker, let's say. So that's what I like about him even more. And he's going to make Florida very, very relevant in the SEC East.
0: I think we've probably gloss over texas a little bit too much here let's talk about them because texas is back
1: back to what
0: mike back to being a national playoff contender
1: so uh so they're back from a decade long hiatus it's been a long
0: time i mean colt mccoy was what
1: 1999
0: no he was 2000s Well, whatever it was a long time Let's put it that way. I don't remember what year it was, but it was, it's been forever since they've been a national title contender. Yeah. And at yeah. least a national playoff contender. So, you know, that was a big victory. They almost blew the lead. Uh, the, the defense in the Big 12 is just hard to watch. It's so bad. But that was a signature victory for Texas. And, you know, had they not lost to Maryland in their opener, we'd be talking about Texas in a whole different light right now.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely, and I think we would be overstating the case a little bit. Um,
0: Where would the, we be talking about them, though? Number they, three in the country, number four?
1: Yeah, and that would be ridiculous because they're not the third or fourth best team in the country. They're probably outside the top eight or nine. Well,
0: they're right now number nine, so you're... Yeah, so they're you're they're them.
1: probably right there, but I, don't, I, I would take West Virginia over Texas right now. I'm sorry, but I, I don't would. I not understand.
0: I just don't... And, and everybody... Agrees with you. West Virginia is ranked higher than Texas, but I, I would not do that. I just have not been overly impressed with West Virginia. I thought they looked bad this past weekend. I think they play down to their opponents at times. They I know do do 5 that. Five uh, but Texas throwing the Maryland game aside, and maybe just Maryland's a bad matchup for them, or maybe Maryland was playing with so much emotion, you know, because of everything that's going on there. But um, you take Maryland and put them aside. This Texas team is a top five football program. The okay, the
1: games. the last time Texas has won ten games was two thousand and nine.
0: Alright, so it wasn't
1: nineteen ninety nine, it was two thousand nine. They were yeah, it was 10, ten years. So 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 they <laughs> had it won a national championship <laughs> when they were young. They had then, so. yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine straight Ten or plus win seasons, and now they've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They're going into their ninth year of not having won ten games. So they're back, yes, but back from a decade ago when players on the team were, when the kids that they were recruiting were seven years old. They don't even know what Texas football means, and that's why. But look who's
0: left. Baylor. So you're six and one with Baylor. Yeah. Oklahoma State looked horrible. They did look horrible. So there's seven and one. West Virginia. Even if you chalk up that as a loss, you're seven and two. Texas Tech, you'll win eight and two. Iowa State, you'll win nine and two. Kansas, you'll win ten and two. So ten wins is back this year. Texas is back, baby. They're
1: back. <laughs> you you just want Texas to be back for your own. I purposes. do. No, I
0: want I want Texas to be back because I think it's good for college football, honestly. And I remember when they beat Notre Dame what was it two seasons ago and Joe Tessitore was like Texas is back <laughs> that was the opening game of the season this is different this was a red river river rivalry this was a huge victory for them they showed a lot of heart determination they could have easily easily crumbled when they blew that lead but yeah they could have not this Texas team
1: it's not I- happening I like Tom Herman. I think he's a very good coach. I li- I love Todd Orlando. I think he's a very good coach. Um, I think they need to figure out their what, what Tim Beck is on that staff and who's calling plays and what's going on there. But well, and their Ellinger's, defense did suck. Yeah, the defense their defense... Was, well, they're yeah. dealing with Kyler Murray. I like Orlando, going too, going but their defense looked
0: horrible.
1: Yeah, but oh. you're dealing with an offense that's pretty exceptional. I mean, they're pretty good. And they're yeah. playing without their top running back, so let's give credit where credit's due there but I'm looking at the top 25 and to have Washington ahead of Penn State and UCF and Texas is, is oh, kind of a joke I mean that's State. it but but come on I mean no, they Washington... look horrible
0: they haven't beaten anybody soundly this year no. Uh, no look at their wins Arizona State by a touchdown Utah by two touchdowns Auburn lost BYU they, they dominated BYU but who cares BYU was so overrated at the time and then they just beat UCLA by seven points? I mean, that's but, awful.
1: That's awful. I know. That's, that's they don't just look a joke, good. So. No, they don't wrong. look it.
0: I don't know so. what it is. Offensively, they just look off.
1: Jake Browning, you, you predicted to him have a bounce-back year. and has how, that been, Mike?
0: No, it hasn't gone that
1: well. Miles Gaskin not have having have a, big a big year. year. Nobody's having a big year. How do you not
0: year. have a big year when you look at this schedule? You take away Auburn and you're like... How do you not have a big year when you're playing North Dakota, Utah, Arizona State, BYU, and UCLA in your first few games?
1: Well, what drives me crazy is that you have Washington lose to Auburn. Okay, Auburn is now – look at Auburn. They're a terrible football team. Their offense is garbage. Penn State State loses in the last second to Ohio State, and they're ranked behind them. I, I just don't understand how that could be possible, that people look at these two teams and think that Washington is better.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just the preseason polls dictate everything.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. They it's were crazy. higher
0: ranked to start with, weren't they?
1: Yeah, I believe they were. That's what happens. <clears throat>
0: the only way to leave them is to keep winning. Penn State's fine. They lost Ohio State. That was a tough loss. They had a bye week. They'll beat Michigan State because Michigan State looks horrible. They'll beat Indiana. They'll beat Iowa. At Michigan, will be interesting. Wisconsin will be tough. Yeah, to will finish out a, with two big wins over Rutgers and Maryland.
1: Yeah, that's a tough stretch there. The Michi- Mi- At Michigan is going to be very, very tough. And people leading up to that Ohio State game said the toughest game Penn State will have all year is not Ohio State tonight, but at Michigan. And I, I kind of agree. How about does Michigan?
0: Ru- does Rutgers play Nebraska?
1: Oh, do they play? I thought, I thought you were going to ask if they play football. <laughs> uh, hold on, let me look. I, I don't think they do.
0: I think they played them last year or something like that. Because I'd like to know who the worst team in college football is, and I
1: think it's Rutgers. <laughs> it among Power Five schools, I well, who's worst? I, I it would it would have to be it would have to be Rutgers. They're horrible. Yeah they they are really really bad.
0: You think he's fired after this year?
1: I don't know. I don't. Somebody's getting I don't know. fired. It's I mean, someone getting fired. You know, you want to fire coaches at their low point, right? I mean, if Rutgers played UCLA, what do you think the line would be?
0: I think uh, UCLA would be favored by four and a half.
1: (laughs) They're a pretty bad football team, too. And even for Washington to go in there and win by a touchdown was was shameful.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, they, they stayed within a touchdown of Washington. So I think Rutgers hasn't stayed within a touchdown of anybody. I mean, they've lost
1: to... They got one victory. Who was it against? It was. Um, they beat Kansas.
0: No, they? they got destroyed by Kansas. Oh, yeah,
1: they got destroyed by Kansas. They beat, oh, I'm sorry, Eastern Illinois, maybe? Uh, no, Texas no. State. Texas State.
0: Yeah, it was, it was some horrible football team.
1: Rutgers, Rutgers was off to a 1-0 and start this year. Can you believe that?
0: Things looked happy. Things looked good. But now Rutgers is... Yeah, they beat Texas State, then they lost by 100,000 points to Ohio State, then they lost by 100,000 points to Kansas, they lost by 100,000 points to Buffalo, Indiana beat them by a touchdown, and then they just lost to Illinois by like 21 points, which is hard to do. I mean, it's really hard to do.
1: They've been outscored 211-64 to in their last five losses.
0: That's not good. And these are not very good football teams. We're talking Kansas, Buffalo, Indiana, and Illinois. Those are some of the worst football teams you're ever going to see in your entire life. Uh, We're not going to get any listeners talking about Rutgers, though. I'll
1: tell you that. Hold on. I have to look at how many points. This is going to be interesting. Kansas scored 55 points against Rutgers. Oh, they don't have their points for and against. Hold on. This is going to be funny. I promise you. Wait for it. They scored 55 points against Rutgers. They scored 70, 68 points the rest of the season so far. Wow.
0: But but I will tell you this. There's nobody worse than UConn.
1: Oh, that now that is sad. What's happening there is sad.
0: <laughs> it's not really that sad.
1: And Randy is living in Connecticut,
0: it's not sad.
1: I mean, that is that is a bad football team. That is a defense. They gave up
0: 49 points to URI and won that game.
1: And won the game, yeah. They've given up
0: 56 points, 62 points, 49 points, 51 points, 49 points, and 55 points. They are on pace to have the worst scoring defense since World War One.
1: <laughs> they've given up 322 points that's okay, amazing in in 6 games
0: that's crazy
1: Cincinnati, who is six and 6-0 oh, credit to that staff, Luke Fickle has given up 82 points in 6 games
0: oh, it's pretty amazing I that's don't know 4 times the points on, I don't know why we're focusing on such horrible football teams let's talk yeah. about Alabama so we could get this stink off of us Okay. So how about this stat? Tua Tonga Bailoa. Very good. Has 18 touchdown passes and 25 incompletions this year.
1: Yeah, he had four touchdown passes on 13 attempts on Saturday.
0: It's unbelievable. And I think he had three incompletions. Four touchdowns, three incompletions.
1: Yeah, he was 10 of 13 for four touchdown passes. And he didn't play late.
0: He's got to be the Heisman guy right now. I mean, by far.
1: Yeah, you would think he's the front runner. I think Haskins is up there. Yep. Will Greer might be up there.
0: Maybe.
1: I don't see any, I, what running back is up there. Maybe. I don't even think Jonathan Taylor. They give you a name. You ready? Mackenzie Milton. Nope. He's no, not Mackenzie. a running back. Oh, no, right. Let me give you a running back.
0: Look up his stats when you want to. Travis Etienne.
1: Travis Etienne from Clemson. Big, big year. 9.2 yards
0: per carry. He's already got like almost 800 yards in six games. 11 touchdowns, I believe, plus he's caught a couple. That's your Heisman candidate running back right there.
1: You know what's crazy, though, Mike, is that uh, Jamar Jefferson at Oregon State has 104 more yards and one more touchdown than Travis Etienne. And no conversation of him being in New York. No, because what are they, one and five? Let's <laughs> talk about a bad football team. I mean,
0: Etienne bailed them out against Syracuse single-handedly. Yeah, and he just went off against Wake Forest. They're having quarterback issues at Clemson, obviously changing from Kelly Bryant to Trevor Lawrence. But Etienne has been the guy, so he's on my Heisman list. Jonathan Taylor still is like I think second in the NCAA and. Rushing yards per game. Yep, he has eight hundred.
1: He has eight hundred and forty-nine, and Etienne has seven sixty-one. But Etienne has three more touchdowns.
0: Right, and people forget about Jonathan Taylor because they lost to BYU. Right. So, you know, once they start winning again and they get back in the, you know, they're fifteenth in the country right now. But I would take Etienne. That's my guy right there.
1: What about uh, Michigan Wisconsin this weekend? How do you see that game playing out?
0: I think Wisconsin's going to win. Really, yeah, I like I like the way Michigan's been playing. I really do, but I think Wisconsin's going to win that football game. It's going to be a close one. It's going to be one of those ugly three point football games. But uh, I I love when there's games like that. I like, do too. I'm just so tired of these forty eight to forty five or you know fifty six to forty nine football games. I want yeah. an ugly football game with a lot of defense, grind it out. Um, And normally I don't pick Hornybrook. I think he's going to crap down his leg as he does once or twice a year, but I don't think it's going to be against Michigan.
1: Yeah, I loved watching Auburn-Mississippi State this weekend for that reason, Florida-LSU for that reason, Texas A&M-Kentucky. Yeah, Yeah. it was great. I mean, except
0: for Alabama-Arkansas, obviously that was a little bit ridiculous. But, you know, some of these other games are just, like, out of control. I mean, watching Big 12 football is just – it makes you break out in hives because you yeah. can't tackle them they just can't tackle anybody.
1: Yeah, and yeah. The, and it's not like these offenses are these incredibly innovative offenses that nobody can stop. It's that they just don't know how to tackle. They just don't want to play defense and they want to outscore everybody. It's just for Iowa State to go to Oklahoma State and put up 48 when they've scored 119 points or something like that all year is is an embarrassment.
0: You mean Kyler Murray end wasn't a invented play? <laughs>
1: That when was he good. scored what like a 70 yard
0: touchdown or something like that when they're <laughs> that, down by 20 points or something. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. I just can't even watch the defense there, but that's why Mike Stoops got
1: finally fired. I'm taking Michigan this weekend. I like if you quarterback Jay Patterson is far better than Horny Brook. I think he they're is. passing the ball better. They're running the ball and I think that Michigan front is going to that Michigan front against Wisconsin's offensive line is going to be awesome to watch.
0: That's going to be a good gonna,
1: game. I think they're going to bottle up Taylor, and I think Michigan can score now. I don't
0: think they bottle up Taylor though. That's tough to do. I'm not sure, but that'll be a good game. That'll be definitely one that I'm interested in watching. There's a few others, but uh, you know, this past weekend schedule wasn't very good at all when we talked no. about football games. It was. No. It was kind of ugly. That's why Notre Dame beating Virginia Tech was to me. You know, so impressive, and Texas being in Oklahoma was so impressive because there just weren't that many good football games to watch, and uh, I got to watch those games from start to finish and really learn a lot more about Notre Dame football and this year's team. And uh, I'm telling you, I'm very impressed with them. They can't hang with Alabama. They would lose by three touchdowns to Alabama, but anybody else on their schedule they could
1: easily beat. But here's the question. Georgia,
0: Ohio State, I'm talking
1: anybody. Wait, you're saying Notre Dame could easily beat Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson?
0: They could easily beat them. Not not by 30 points, but they could easily win a football game against those teams, yes.
1: Mm, I'm not there yet, but I'm very impressed with Notre well, they Dame. It must but, be
0: Georgia last year. Remember? Well,
1: G- Georgia, Georgia is whatever. I'm talking Georgia Ohio was, State, Clemson. Georgia
0: was better last year, I think,
1: than they are this year. I'm talking Ohio State, Clemson. Can they win those games?
0: Yeah, I think they could. I think they could win those games by a touchdown. Yeah. I'm not saying they would be favored. I'm not saying that they couldn't lose those games either. But right. I think they could beat those teams. I really do. Okay. Notre Dame's defense is no joke. Absolutely no joke. I mean, you
1: saw it. I know. I've seen They're it Good. four times now this year. They're very, very good. All right, what about UCF at Memphis next week? Can Memphis pull the upset there?
0: No way, not even close. Nope, UCF by three touchdowns.
1: How about is Charlie? That really,
0: Str- one of the only good games for next No, week ne- next
1: week is next week is pretty decent. Uh, Charlie Strong five and zero, oh, that's pretty good.
0: That's impressive. I mean, that's the level of football he should be coaching. Yeah, right. Group of five, South Florida. His that's his gig. Texas was just too much for him.
1: Washington at Oregon is a big game. Uh, Texas A&M at South Carolina would be a big game if South Carolina wasn't having an average season again. Well, Georgia, anyway. Georgia LSU is the big game. Georgia, L- Georgia
0: LSU. That should be very good.
1: Wisconsin, Michigan are the two big games next yeah, week. Yeah,
0: at LSU as well. I've got um, Georgia winning that game, but I think it's going to be very
1: tight. I, I don't see that as being as tight. I think LSU is yeah. going to come in flat after losing that game at Florida this really? week. Yeah.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. Speaking of uh, a
1: defense that's no joke, I mean, if Florida's defense is maybe the best good. in the country, second very best, George, Georgia might be the best.
0: You know, it's funny, too, is you Florida's defense is so good, but there's not a lot of big-name guys. Yeah. You know, remember, it used to be, like, first-rounder at each quarterback spot, first-rounder coming off the edge, first-round linebacker. Where are the big-name guys for Florida?
1: Yeah, I know, and they're still producing, which is really impressive. They're producing very well. Yeah.
0: Not a lot of guys for the draft. I don't know, it's kind of weird. And they're not that young. It's not like it's all young guys. No. Florida State is loaded with talent, young talent. Marvin Wilson and Jaden Woodby and guys like that, but they can't get out of their own way.
1: No, no. They're horrible. they're, 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 They're bad.
0: Yeah, very terrible. Does Colorado beat USC?
1: So USC is a favorite in that game, and I just don't see why. I mean, Colorado is undefeated, a very good team, and, um, you know, I mean, on paper, USC should win by three touchdowns, but this is a USC team that just does not live up to expectations anymore. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's guys go there and believe that they've made it already. Um, I was asked yesterday to give some quotes about a new commitment that they had received from Max Williams. Yep, and, little Max. And, and the first question was, uh, you know, USC has had some big-time cornerbacks the last few years, like Iman Marshall and Jack Jones, and I'm like, wait a second, Iman Marshall ha- has not really done much at USC and progressed like he should have. People in his class, Minka Fitzpatrick, are in the NFL already, first-round draft picks. Uh, Jack Jones is off the team. I mean, guys just aren't being either developed or aren't developing there, and it's really disappointing to see because – those guys are very, very good football players.
0: Well, he's on the hot
1: seat, right? He, I mean... He's got to be on the hot seat. I Play guess. Out. Can you be on the hot seat if they're, you won the
0: Rose Bowl two years ago? Yeah, but they're 3-2, and, and that was two years ago.
1: Nobody cares about two years ago. I know. I, I mean... If they it's... lose and drop to 3-3,
0: three and three, if they lose to Colorado, he's, he's in big trouble.
1: I mean, Montez is a really... He's got a lot of cojones when he's out there playing. He's really... Cojones. I, I can't say the other word. so... How
0: about LaVisca, LaVisca Chenault? LaVisca Chenault
1: is maybe one of the best wide receivers in the country. Trayvon he's,
0: McMillan is a good running back.
1: Yeah, he's a transfer from Virginia Tech. They're they are playing really, really well. And, I mean, in five games... I'm pulling up the stats right now, and I just can't understand what's going on. Uh, Steven Carr, in five games... Has 276 rushing yards and one touchdown. That's
0: horrible.
1: J. T. Daniels in five games. Okay, now this is someone who is, and maybe on par, if not a slight notch below Trevor Lawrence. Do not say Trevor Lawrence. And oh la- my God. you weren't at Army. He he was just as good at Army, just as good. But what I'm saying here is he has he's completing not even 60% of his passes. Four touchdowns, three interceptions. Amon Ross-St. Brown is leading the team in, in catches, which is n- to no one's surprise because he's the best receiver in the history of the world. 25 catches in five games. Two touchdowns. I mean, these are guys that should be dominating dominating the people that they're playing against, and they're doing nothing.
0: Yeah, they're a bad football team.
1: Yeah, they're bad. So I think Colorado could win that game. look at the
0: players to watch in the Colorado-USC game, none of them are from USC. Yeah. That's hilarious. Right three points so against
1: I, three points against Stanford. 14 points against Texas. They hang on to win at Arizona. They only scored 24 points against Arizona. I mean, yeah, I think he's on the hot seat. He's got to be on the hot seat.
0: Yeah, he definitely is. Well, looking towards next week's slate on a Monday, nobody cares about that. Okay. I think we've done our work. 43 minutes. Maybe we'll get higher ratings if we go short.
1: Yeah, the attention span of people is not as not as good as it used to be.
0: Well, there's nothing else to talk about either. I mean, with the salary list came out. We could talk about Jim Harbaugh being overpaid, which, of course, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's the same old thing every time. I'm going to talk about that in my three-point stance on Wednesday. There's just no point even talking about it. Notre Dame's in the top five. Texas is in the top ten. We've already talked about them. Okay. Um, there's really nothing... That, You know, there's nothing to go a deep dive into. We've already dove into everything we need to dive into.